0: I would like to welcome you all back to the dirty soapbox where my soapbox might be dirty, but my kicks are clean. And I wanna jump right into it. I watched the first two episodes of The Last Dance with Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls in their last uh, championship run in the 97 to 1998 season. And I enjoyed what I saw so far. I have a few things to say about it, real quick. First of all, that last dance season was really a sabotage to Michael Jordan's legacy. And I'll tell you why I say that. I say that because before the season starts, Jerry Krause tells Phil Jackson, I don't care if you win 82 games, you're not coming back. The owner says, I'm gonna pay you this six million, but you're not coming back and everybody on the team besides Michael Jordan will probably be traded. And then we have Scottie Pippen and Scottie Pippen says, well, since you all don't value me, I'm going to get surgery when the season starts. So basically Michael Jordan comes into the season with pretty much everyone trying to sabotage what I call his legacy I believe the owner and Jerry Krause were jealous of Michael Jordan and I believe that Scottie Pippen wasn't jealous of Michael Jordan but he felt like he deserved more respect but I want to focus on what these guys did and not really these guys really Scottie Pippen and how it relates to fear um These uh, rich white men really were intimidated by Michael Jordan having so much power. And they basically said, we're going to destroy what Michael Jordan built. We want to keep him here, but destroy what he built, which means they wanted to torture him. They wanted him to suffer because they knew how much he loved basketball and how much he was committed to the organization, the coach and his teammates. So they really wanted to make this man suffer. And because of that, the Chicago Bulls will probably never win again. Um, That's how the universe works. When you do things like that, when you dishonor the honorable, this is what usually happens. Think about it. It wasn't about money. Uh, It wasn't about not getting along or the team not getting along with each other. It was about ego. It was about these men wanting or not wanting Michael Jordan to have that much leverage and power. And they knew the ways to get to Mike were through Phil Jackson. But I wanna focus on Scottie Pippen. Now Scottie Pippen decided to sign a bad deal and he knew it was a bad deal. But what he did was he took the coward's way out. He said he did it to take care of his family. Now many of you all thought that was something great that he did and thought it was a, a, a wonderful thing to do but me being gamed up. Y'all gotta understand something. I'm from where the game originated. I'm from Northern California, and I also got to see real life early. So I had to navigate through this thing and make mistakes along the way to see things for what they really are. So when it comes to game, I know when it's game. I know Scottie Pippen said he wanted to do this for his family, but in all actuality, he was afraid. He was thinking about getting injured and not getting paid. He was thinking about stability. He was thinking about longevity in an organization and what he really factored in was the years. He figured if I can be on this team for this many amount of years and make, I'll, I'll take the shortcut for the stability. I'll shortchange myself for the stability. In actuality, it was all fear-based because what he didn't do was he didn't bet on himself and to everybody listening out there right now you have to bet on yourself you know why because when you don't bet on yourself you give away your leverage once you say i'm not going to bet on myself you literally give away your leverage to somebody else and i guarantee you're going to sell it for cheap we see this all the time in the music industry this is why these artists especially these rappers especially these black artists are broke. They don't get any money because what they do is they sign for that advance money because the num the money represents security. It represents comfort. It represents all those things that won't help you grow. So Scottie Pippen saw those numbers and he saw the years. He didn't see the money. He saw the years. He was afraid. He said, I want a stable situation. I want a situation where I can clock in every day, get my check every two weeks, and go on about my business. He really had a worker mentality in that sense, he did. Now, we know Mike took pay cuts, Mike was underpaid, but Mike wanted to win. Michael Jordan wanted to win. He didn't make it about the money, he made it about winning. And Mike had a lot of endorsements outside of basketball, but That's a testament to him as a person, to the amount of work he put in. You see, Michael Jordan didn't live a fear-based life. Matter of fact, he didn't even bring fear into the equation. He made it about winning. And you know what making it about winning does? It takes away from it being about you and somebody else. It makes it about winning. That's not personal. That's not a personal thing. Winning, I want to win. So guess what? I don't have to involve any emotions. I don't have to make any emotional decisions. It is strictly about winning. It is strictly about winning the game. And guess what? We see the results from that. We see that in a year where everybody was trying to sabotage his legacy, he still won. He got MVP that year. He won finals MVP, first team all NBA, first team all defense, and he won a championship. He did all that because he didn't make it about Michael Jordan. He didn't make it about Scottie Pippen. He didn't make it about Jerry Krause. He didn't make it about anybody but winning. And guess what? The universe will always honor that. But when we get to Scottie Pippen, what Scottie Pippen did was he made a bad decision with his contract. And then he did the ultimate thing. He tried to sabotage his teammates to make a point. He made it personal when it shouldn't have been personal. Not with his teammates or actually with anybody because he signed a deal that he knew was bad and he knew it was a bad deal back then. So why would you sabotage your teammates to prove to the owner, the ownership, that you deserve more money? I'll tell you why, because you're selfish. The same way in the semifinals when Phil Jackson wanted Tony Kukoc to take the shot and Scottie Pippen got upset and sat on the bench and Tony Kukoc still made the shot to win the game. You see, we've seen this behavior in Scottie Pippen before, him being a selfish player. But guess what? He had that luxury not being a leader. You see, when you're the leader and you're a real leader, You don't have the luxury to be selfish. You don't have the luxury to make it about yourself. But when you're not the guy, when you're the guy that's really living off of the guy, then it's easier to be selfish. It's easier to be short-sighted. And that's what Scottie Pippen did. Scottie Pippen was under the comfort of playing with Michael Jordan. He was under the protection of Michael Jordan. Everybody was. The entire organization was under the protection of Michael Jordan, and most of them responded the same way. They were all selfish, from the owner, Jerry Krause, to even the team. Dennis Rodman even asked to take a vacation during the season. Everybody was living off of Michael Jordan. Everybody was. Everybody was under the protection of Michael Jordan. You know why? Because he was the only one that didn't make it about anything but winning. That's why he is the greatest. Scottie Pippen let fear dictate that contract. It wasn't about his family. It was about security. He didn't bet on himself, and he didn't bet on himself because he didn't believe in himself. And if you don't believe in yourself, there is no way you can have leverage out in this world you will be subject to what the world decides to give you. We're talking about fear today. Let me explain how fear works. When people are afraid, and they're consumed with fear, you being afraid makes them comfortable. You being afraid or being fearful with them reassures their their fearfulness and it makes them comfortable. It confirms their fear. And we already know that fear is the false evidence appearing real. So fear is something that is powerful because Fear comes with automatic confirmation, meaning that once a person is afraid, they've already confirmed the fear. That's why if you read the good book, the Bible, the Bible says that God did not give us a spirit of fear. And it makes sense because fear is debilitating and crippling. It'll blind you. It'll consume you. It'll actually literally destroy you. And so God didn't give us a spirit of fear because God wanted us to be great. God created us to be great. So it is impossible to be great and be afraid. So when it came to this whole pandemic situation, my spirit told me not to worry. I spoke with God and I said, I know I won't get it, Lord, but I don't want the people I know to get it either. And that's just how strong my faith is when it comes to things like this, Um, I'm not saying I'm superhuman, I'm not saying it's supernatural, I'm simply saying I don't have the same fears about this virus as everyone else does. So I just posted on Facebook that I'll be going back to the gym on Friday because the gyms are supposed to be opening up in the state of Georgia. And everybody's like, no, I'm not going, I'm not going. Everybody's really afraid of catching the coronavirus. And me, I'm not afraid of catching the coronavirus because I've already said I'm not going to catch the coronavirus. So I have to live my life as if I'm not going to catch the coronavirus. Now, if you want me to social distance, I will. I'm not wearing a mask though, but I'll social distance myself from you. I wipe the machines down, but I'm going to be playing basketball. I'm going to be lifting weights. I'm going to be working out. But what fear does is fear is so powerful, as I've said before, because it's automatic confirmation. When it comes to faith, you have to build your faith up. when it comes to faith, you got to you got to hear. You got to hear the word of God. You got to talk to people. You got to see things come to fruition. You got to fear. I mean, faith is a is a difficult thing to master. But fear is easy. Once you are afraid, you've already confirmed the fear. We've already said that fear is false evidence appearing real. So if God didn't give us a spirit of fear, then who gave us a spirit of fear? I would say it was the devil, but I don't think the devil gives us a spirit of fear. I don't. I think that we listen to the wrong things. We consume ourselves with the wrong things. We go through things that are traumatic. All these things contribute to us being afraid. But I'm here to tell you right now that I'm not afraid. And people will try to make you afraid because what they're calling being cautious is not cautious. What they call taking a precaution is not a precaution. These people are afraid of catching the virus. So if you're afraid of catching something, then how you react to it is going to be totally different than you not wanting to catch a virus. You feel me? So I don't want to catch a virus, so my actions lined up with my proclamation, meaning I'm going to eat right, best as I can, take my vitamin C, get my vitamin D, work out, get rest, boost my immune system. That's what I'm going to do because I don't want to catch a virus. But if you are afraid of catching a virus, then what you will do is you'll put a mask on. You'll stay in the house, hide under the covers, spray Lysol, sanitize your hand every five seconds, run from people. You'll basically run high because you are afraid of catching a virus. Two different approaches to the same situation. One is fear-based and one is faith-based, which is proactive. I'm not trying to sound like a preacher right now. I'm just telling you all that they can't make me afraid. They can't make me fear something I don't believe is greater than me. And that's really what it boils down to. Just like Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen signed a contract because he was afraid. He thought what he was doing, what he was a part of, was greater than him. Michael Jordan didn't. Michael Jordan thought, I will determine how great this is by what I do. Different mindset. Different approach to the same situation. But I want to talk about fear today because all I've seen for the past month is a lot of fear. It's just a lot of fear. And I'll be the first to say, this is a Peter pandemic. I don't want to get into why it's a Peter pandemic. And I say Peter pandemic because it's Never Never Land. It's make-believe. I don't want to get into it. But I will just say this, that there is a... Benefit to this pandemic. There is an outcome that is desired, and trust me, it's not health. There are people right now in a fast food line upset that people are outside running. There are people getting fast food right now thinking they're, say, they're staying safe on the coronavirus. They're in a the fast food line right now with a mask on, picking the mask up to shove french fries in it. And that's their idea of being safe from COVID-19. But guess what? It's fear-based. So when it's fear-based, it's not going to be logical. You know why? Because God is not the author of confusion. God did not give us a spirit of fear. So if God didn't give us a spirit of fear, then that means a spirit of fear is coming from another place. And fear is going to not only consume you, but it's going to confuse you because it makes you abandon your wisdom and makes you abandon faith. Do you know there are people afraid to even say, I won't get the coronavirus? There are people that are afraid to say, I know I won't get it. My family won't get it. There are people afraid to even say it. The same people that was hollering in church all these years, The same people professing to have all this faith, the same people will not utter out of their mouth that they will not catch the coronavirus. And that's how powerful fear is to where it made people switch beliefs. They fear the coronavirus more than they fear God. And I hope I'm not sounding like a pastor, but if I am, please leave a donation. Please put some in the offering plate if I am. These people have abandoned everything they believed in for a virus. I've seen it. Folks will not say, I will not get it. They won't say it. Folks will not say, God won't let me get it. They won't even say that. They'll choose fear. Like I said, you don't need confirmation for fear. False evidence appearing real. You don't need confirmation for fear, but fear is so powerful And it works so well because you've already confirmed it once you're afraid. So fear can do things immediately that it would take faith years to do because you as a person would have to build your faith up. We're talking about fear today. We are talking about fear today, but they can't make me afraid of the virus. They can't make me afraid of it. I'm not afraid. I don't want to be afraid. And I don't want you all afraid. Repeat after me right now. Say, I will not catch the coronavirus. I will not catch COVID-19. Matter of fact, I will never be sick again a day in my life. You got to speak these positive things into existence. We've abandoned that. We are so afraid to even speak positive things in our life. All this happened from a virus. All this happened from a virus that got tweaked in the lab with an agenda. All this happened and we fell for it. All these people professing to love God and be a believer and 2020 is going to be my year. All those people have been silenced by fear of catching something they couldn't even see. They can't even see it. They're afraid of something they can't even see. They are afraid of something that they have the least amount of chance of catching. It's a low percentage that they will even catch the virus and they're still afraid of it. But that's how powerful fear is. And that's how fear works. Once we're afraid, we confirm the fear. That's how it works. And people are running around here afraid. But then you got some people that are frustrated, tired. And they're tired of being afraid. We want to go back to work. Then they start protesting. You see, this is how this thing works. This thing right now that we see with this COVID-19 is a separation. To me, it's a separation of those who are really about that life and those who aren't. And most of us have failed because most of us aren't really about that life. Most of us just succumb to the fear easily, quickly. Didn't even question it, just succumb to the fear. Nobody said, oh, not nobody. Few people said, I'm going to trust God over a pandemic. I'm going to choose faith over fear. We're talking about fear today. Michael Jordan was so great, and the greatest, because he never let fear enter into his vocabulary Um, he never let fear creep into his psyche he made it about winning when you make it about winning you don't make an emotional decision that's attached to your success so it wasn't emotional for him he put an objective in front of his face and he went for it he put goals in front of his face and he achieved them He made it about winning. He never made fear a part of the equation. And that's why he ascended to be the greatest. But guess what? Michael Jordan is a lesson for us all. It's not about basketball. It's about being the best that you can. How can you be the greatest you if you are afraid? It is impossible. And most of us are running around here afraid but acting brave. We're acting tough, but this virus pretty much exposed that a lot of us are cowards. A lot of us will fold like a cheap suit. A lot of us will crack like fine china. It's easy to be brave and courageous when you know the outcome and the situation you're in is controlled. It's easy. But what are you going to do when you don't know the outcome? That's where faith comes in. Because true faith is not, excuse me, ooh, excuse me, I'm belching, I'm burping, excuse me. True faith is not knowing the outcome, but determining the outcome. This is how you become great. This is what I'm learning on my journey. This is how you become great. And my goal is not to really be great. My goal is to be the best me, but on on my journey I'm finding that in order to be great, truly great, you have to put it all on the line. Meaning, if you don't succeed, you are going to lose everything. Those are the most successful people in the world that have everything to lose and everything to gain. There's no middle ground. And you know why there's no middle ground? And you know why they're really blessed? Because that's how the universe operates. God said if you're lukewarm, he'll spit you out. It's an abomination to be lukewarm. It's an abomination to be in a gray area. It's an abomination to not be hot or cold. It's an abomination to rest in the middle. Because what you're doing is you're trying to wait till the smoke clears to pick a side to jump on. That's not honorable. The universe deals in absolute universe says you're going to get out what you put in simple and if you stay in the middle you're going to get nothing so you either got to go on the hot side or go on the cold side but you will not be able to remain in the middle and do anything because life is going to require you to make some tough decisions so I want us to build our faith up starting today. It's not about a pandemic. It's not about a virus. This is about us realizing our potential and being the, gre- the, the best we could be, being the greatest we could be. I'm sorry, being the greatest that we could be. Michael Jordan is a lesson for us. He is a literal lesson. Don't even let fear become a part of the equation. Don't even think about the fear. False evidence appearing real. Don't even let fear creep into your psyche. And what most of us do is, we let fear come into our psyche, come into our world, come into our life, come into our spirit. We're not consumed by fear, but those small little droplets of fear have an effect on how we live our life. They have an effect on how we make decisions. If it's really about me doing it for my family, and if it's really about making the world a better place, if it's really about something greater than me, then the risk I take have to literally supersede everything I've ever done in life. The risk I take to make the world a better place are going to be extreme. The risk I take to put my family in a better position are going to be extreme. Because there's a huge goal in mind, There's a huge goal in sight. I got a chance to change a generation. I got a chance to make my legacy greater than what it would have been. How can you do that conservatively? How can you conservatively be great? How? I didn't say you couldn't be calculated. How can you conservatively be great? How can you get rich in the stock game and not take risk? How can you get rich in real estate and not take risk? How can you get rich, period, and not take risk? People that are good with money have faith because they have to believe what they're doing with the money is going to work. And the beauty of it is they're putting their money behind their faith. Imagine if we put our money behind our faith. Just imagine if we put our money behind our faith. Like I said, this whole thing is separating those who really was about it and those who wasn't. And what we found out is that a lot of people really wasn't about it. A lot of y'all really wasn't about it. I've been outside every day. Not because I'm tempting God, but I know my body needs to be outside. I need sunlight. It's a blessing. I I was blessed to be able to go outside. I'm not trying to spread the virus. I'm getting my exercise. Working out. Most of the times, by myself. Running. Still working out. I'm not going to get fat and complacent and lazy. I'm not going to do it. You all think Governor Kemp, the governor of Georgia, is opening up everything. Well... Opening up barbershops and beauty salons and gyms because he wants to kill black people, or is it that he don't want people protesting because that's what's next? Folks are gonna get tired. That's what happens. You can only push fear for so long. Fear works to an extent. Then folks are gonna get tired, and when people get tired, they gonna make they gonna take action. They'll really take, fear makes them run and hide, but being tired makes you take some action, extreme actions. But my point is, for us to not be afraid, for us to actually still get put to the test with our faith and pass. Most of the people are saying they're concerned for me going to the gym are not really concerned. That ain't concern. They're afraid, and what they're doing is they're projecting their fear on me. They're pushing their fear on me. A lot of times, people hide concern with fear, or they hide fear with concern. So they act concerned, really they're afraid. You know how many guys plead with the girl, talking about, I don't want you going over here and I feel for your safety. I don't want you going out with them and all this because I want you safe. It's BS. He don't want some other dude to get her. He's afraid. He's afraid of losing her. You will never get good results being afraid. Like I said, I see through the game. You will never get good results being afraid. You can't make a decision out of fear and get good results. You can't. You can't make a decision out of fear and get good results. You know how you know many people were afraid of somebody and their reaction to being afraid made them do something drastic to the person? Their fear made them do that because they were afraid when they shouldn't have been afraid. We shouldn't be fearing anything. We shouldn't be fearing anything. God made us great, God made us more than conquerors. And we running around here afraid. Afraid of something we can't see. And all this time, we were talking about faith. All this time we were in church, hooting and hollering. All these posts I used to see. All these posts, all these videos, all this stuff on social media. All of it stopped. All of it stopped for something people couldn't see. But guess what? Why wouldn't it? people can't see God we can't see God Did they really believe do they really believe do we really believe we couldn't see God and we got skeptical you can't see the virus but you believe it but here goes the difference though it's all about what you consume you see you believed in the virus because you consume the fear surrounding the virus You consumed it day and night, 24 hours a day. And the powers that be made sure you consumed it by literally putting COVID on everything. So they made you think about COVID 25 hours a day, eight days a week. But when it came to your faith, and it came to your beliefs, and it came to you being great, you didn't spend that much time in that. You didn't spend that much time doing that. When it came to your faith, You did not spend 25 hours a day, 8 days a week, mastering it, perfecting it, building it, using it. You didn't. Like I said, this virus has exposed a lot. And we're talking about fear. Be safe, be great. That's one of my little slogans. And I got that from me listening to the rhetoric people were spreading when it came to interacting with the police. Um, They were just saying, be safe, be safe, be safe. But oftentimes, what you were saying was, just be afraid. Because... These people most of the time are put in situations where it was irrelevant to how they felt. The police officers were out to do something drastic, and that's just what happened. But the narrative around it was to be safe. And I was like, I didn't like it because it's fear-based. That's why I said, don't be safe, be great. Did that mean be crazy with the police? No. That just means be confident in who you are. You see, our goal in this whole thing should be to be great, to be the greatest we can be. Hopefully, after this Peter pandemic, we can be greater than we were. We can have a different outlook. I know I do. I know I really got a chance to see this thing up close and personal. I really got to see those that believe and those that didn't, don't. And I promise you, it's about 5% of people that do and 95% of people that don't. Just people are consumed with fear because fear is easy to consume. You'll listen to somebody telling you the world is going to end if they flash enough pictures. If they show enough videos, you're going to believe them. But it's hard to convince somebody with videos of getting rich, of being your best self, owning your own business, Because you know deep down inside, that's going to take some work. You're going to have to do some things. When it comes to fear, all you got to do is be afraid. So fear is a lot more easier to grasp than faith. It's easier to be afraid. It's not easy not being afraid. Because you have to literally abandon what you're seeing every day. I'm not advocating for you all to go out here and do something reckless and foolish. If you think you have something and you're sick, then practice the normal things you would practice. Do what you would normally do. If you are sick, do what you would normally do. Don't go out there trying to spread something. When I was younger and you got the chicken pox, guess what they would say? Stay home, stay home call the doctor and say doctor I think I have the flu what are they going to say stay home so again what fear does is fear makes you forget everything you've learned and what fear wants you to do is just be somewhere and hide basically go somewhere and not be great go somewhere and not reach your fullest potential more people have failed from fear that have then have achieved with faith. Guarantee that. I guarantee most people have failed with fear that have achieved with faith. Easily. Because most people want the easy way. And the easy way is to get on the road and have somebody point to you the direction that you should go. They want you afraid. Because if you're afraid, then they can control you. If you are not afraid, they can't control you. That's why when they take over somewhere in the world, they conquer somewhere, they kill the strong first. You got to kill the strong first. For a reason, it's strategy. Get rid of the strong and we can take over. What are you talking about, Blanche? You're getting off topic. Blanchard, you are getting off topic, man. It's all about faith or fear and what you are going to choose. And this whole Peter pandemic has exposed a lot to me. Now I'm looking at things with a more critical lens, but also a more open-minded one. I'm actually seeing how decisions get made how people get into certain situations in their life. I'm watching. I'm seeing it. And the root cause of it most of the time is fear. Most of the time is being afraid. I've been watching my 600-pound life, don't judge me, and hoarders, don't judge me. I've been binge-watching those shows, but those shows pretty much have a common theme. Those people experienced a trauma And their response to the trauma Led them down the path But here goes the catch though You know what really put them on that path That downward spiral It was the fear Behind dealing with the trauma They were afraid to deal with the trauma And that fear put them on that downward spiral It's fear. You look at most of the stuff that's going on and it's going to be fear. Fear will cripple you. Cripple. Fear will cripple you. Keep you stagnant. Prevent you from being great. It'll leave you as Scottie Pippen and not Michael Jordan. Fear will keep you stagnant. I want to encourage you all today to not be afraid. I want to encourage you all day to bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. But you have to believe in yourself to bet on yourself. But in order to believe in yourself, you can't be afraid. Why do I say that? Because oftentimes you'll be the only one believing in you. You will be the only person believing in you. It'll be up to you. So I want you all to bet on yourself. I don't want you all to be afraid. As I'm talking to you all right now, I'm feeling inspired. I am feeling inspired right now. Don't be safe. Be great. Listen. God created us to do some great things on this earth. But the things that God wants us to do are things beyond ourselves. I forgot about that too. Fear will keep you selfish because fear will have you thinking about you and not those around you. Like I said, fear will consume you and it's easy to be afraid because or have fear because all you gotta do is be afraid. Once you're afraid, you've, you've confirmed the fear. And it has power. Not only does it have power, it has power over your life. So I want you all to be encouraged today. Like I said before, these podcasts are going to be coming. And I have been doing podcasts. But I just want to talk about fear today. It was on my spirit to talk about it. And I do want you all to be encouraged. I do want you all to tune in to this dirty soapbox. Where my soapbox might be dirty and my kicks are clean. You know, and also, one more thing in the last dance, Michael Jordan knew this was going to be his last season with the Chicago Bulls. And he also knew everybody was trying to sabotage him besides Phil Jackson. And in the midst of all that, he never made it about them, he still made it about winning. And that's the difference. That's how you become great. That's how you get immortalized. That's how your legacy lives on forever. When it's not about you. Your legacy is gonna be the impact you have on the world. That's your legacy. You can't be afraid and do that. You can't have fear and do that. Fear is not of God. How you gonna be godly and be afraid? This pandemic exposed everything. It separated the shad from the weak, the weak from the strong, the jug from the king and queen, or the juguette from the queen, the prince from the proper. This pandemic exposed everything. I want you all to be encouraged. I want you all to believe. Don't be safe. Be great. False evidence appearing real. But guess what? Nothing is more real than the power that God has given you. I love you. Thank you for tuning in to the Dirty Soapbox.